0: Welcome to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast. If you're just a beginning gardener or you want good gardening information, well, you've come to the right spot. It may not be planting time where you live, but it certainly is planning time for your 2023 garden. If you're looking to plant something different, a good place to start is with the All-America Selections winners. This is a yearly compilation of new plant entries, annuals and perennials, ornamentals and edibles that have won the praises of plant expert judges throughout the country in trial gardens from coast to coast. The 2023 entries include new winning tomato and pepper vegetable varieties, as well as colorful annual and perennial flowers, and that includes ground covers and houseplants. There's 11 plants in all that have been chosen by judges as the 2023 All-America Selections winners. We're podcasting from Barking Dog Studios here in the beautiful Abutilon jungle in suburban purgatory. It's the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred Podcast, brought to you today by SmartPots and Dave Wilson Nursery. Let's go. We are in that season where we are planning our garden, not necessarily planting. So what are you going to be planting in 2023? Well, one good place to start is with the All-America Selections winners. And they have a new list of 2023 winners that might pique your curiosity and you might want to try. There's a lot of great AAS winners. They've been going on for years and years. Tell us more about it. Diane Blazek is here. Diane is the executive director for the all America selections winners, as well as the National Garden Bureau. And follow along with us as we go through the 2023 winners in the AAS winning category. So let's uh, begin uh, with uh, a flowering plant that has been a staple of college students for many generations, the coleus.
1: Yeah, so this is really fun because As a coleus, you don't want it to flower. And so this is one of the changes we've made over the years. It used to be called the flower trial. Now we call it the ornamental trial because we like to have things in there that are indicative of what people are growing and putting in their gardens. So this coleus is our first ever coleus from seed that is an AAS winner. A couple of years ago, we had a coleus that is uh, from Vegetative Cuttings, but this one is from seed. It's called Premium Sun Coral Candy. So just by that name, it tells you a lot. It will perform well in sun or shade. It holds its colors. It's called Coral Candy because it's got this coral inner leaf. And then candy is it's just as sweet as can be because it's more of a compact version, perfect perfect for containers and it'll just have those leaves that kind of spill over the edges of the container.
0: And I mentioned, too, that it was a very popular college student plant because it's a dorm room window plant for sure, because uh, coleuses do well in a sunny window.
1: Absolutely. Yes. They they do double duty indoors or outdoors.
0: And this one, the uh, premium sun coral candy is noted because it doesn't uh, flower, which is what you actually don't want in a coleus in order to retain the uh, vibrant colors in the leaves.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If it starts to flower, it's going to put all of its energy into flowering or producing seeds. So they've bred this one to really not produce those flower stems that usually people just pluck out anyway.
0: Now, moving from coleus, let's talk about uh, a plant that needs a little bit more space because it has big, dramatic leaves. Some people might know it as taro or elephant's ear, colacacea. And this one is Royal Hawaiian Waikiki, which I believe is the name of a hotel, isn't it?
1: It probably is, but it's also the name of a series of the colacaceas. Here again is another exciting first for All-America selections, because like I said, we've only done the non-seed trials for about four or five years. So this is the first Colocasia we've ever had entered and wouldn't you know it it won a national award so all of our judges were really impressed. I mean not only with the size but the key thing on this one is the unique coloration and veining in each one of these leaves. It's gorgeous. You have to go to the website to see it to believe it because it has this really nice flamingo pink center vein, and then some creamy white, light yellow gradations in it. And then it's got a nice glossy green outer leaf. So it's very, very exciting. It comes from a breeder in Hawaii, of course. So that's why they are called the Royal Hawaiian Series.
0: What's nice about it too, it, it can live in other places than Hawaii because I believe it's hardy down to uh, zone seven.
1: Yes, correct. I'm in Chicago, so I grow them every year. I have had four or five on my front porch this year. I just brought them indoors. They're going to be houseplants for me and I'll take them back outside next year. So this will be exactly the same way.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you about that for colder climates uh, with the elephant's ear like that. Do you have to wait for it to die down first and then bring it in? Or can you bring it in and treat it like a houseplant?
1: Both. Typically, I do cut them down and I just put them in my basement. You know, it's pretty cool down there. And then I I bring them back out in January and they, they just take off once they've got some. Water and heat. This is actually the first year I'm going to try overwintering them indoors. So I've had them indoors since mid October, so almost two months. They look amazing still. So this is my own experiment that I'm doing this year. I think it's going to work out great. I will have huge plants to take outside in May instead of having to wait for them to, you know, regrow.
0: And the good news for us here in the West is uh, the plant is very tolerant of drought and heat, but it does need some room. It gets, what, about 36 inches tall and wide?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: And we should point out that, as you mentioned earlier, some of the AAS winners are available from seed, some are available as plants, and this one, the Colocasia Royal Hawaiian Waikiki is available as a plant from your favorite nursery.
1: Absolutely, yes. And there's quite a few online retailers that already have it available, so that's very exciting. That is one of the things, the way that All-America Selections works is it has to be new, never before sold when the breeders are entering it. So when we announce the winners, Sometimes it takes a little while for them to become available. So we always say, okay, you know, these winners are for 2023, but just be patient. We update our website as soon as we know where they're available online. And then you can always ask your local garden retailer, you know, when you request them or ask about them, they should be carrying them or will soon. That is another aspect of our website is that we do have a where to buy section.
0: Exactly. And it's very obvious. It's embedded into each of the descriptions of the winners. This particular one, this elephant's ear, is available online from Brent and Becky's Bulbs. Monrovia is growing it as a plant as well, and they supply a lot of Western nurseries with plants. The Southern Living Plant Collection offers it, as does the Sunset Plant Collection.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's really good. Like you say, there's some regionality there where there are some growers and companies already offering them. It's wonderful that this one is so readily available.
0: All right. Another uh, 2023 award winner is a cone flower called the Artisan Yellow Ombre F1. And it's a perennial.
1: Yes. So this one is from our perennial trial. So it has been trialed over three winters. So we really put these through our paces. We have 25 different trial sites across North America. So we really got a good representation of all these different climates and how well it does. And in Echinacea, you know, is native to a big part of the United States, especially the central United States. So it's fun to see that this echinacea has done well in a majority of regions. So one of the things we hadn't really talked about is the regionality of some of our winners, And this one particularly is a winner in the Northeast and the Southeast. So basically, when you're talking everything east of the Mississippi... This is where the echinaceas are native, and this is where this one outperformed the comparisons.
0: And if you know coneflowers, you know that you're familiar with their daisy-like flowers, and these flowers last a long time. The pollinators love them. There isn't much maintenance involved with an echinacea, and it, it does bloom a long time. And as you mentioned, it's it's hardy for many zones, from what, zone USDA Zone 4 to uh, Zone 10.
1: Exactly right. It's a great performer. And then you're talking about the daisy flower. And it's such a vibrant yellow flower that really holds that vibrant color. So I think that's what's super important with a yellow echinacea.
0: Yeah, the bloom size is good size, too. Those flowers are each about, what, three to four inches across.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: All right. It's a coneflower, also known as Echinacea, the artisan yellow ombre F1. And if you're looking for a bright orange flower for your perennial garden, this would be a good choice. And it's available from seed, isn't it?
1: It is available from seed. So yeah, you know, in the colder climates, you'll want to start it pretty early in the year. So if people are thinking for 2023, I know around here, we would want to start it in January indoors in order to get that flowering the first year, but then you're going to get these flowers every year because you've got a perennial that's going to survive.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing, too, that a lot of the plants we're talking about, if you're starting them from seed, if you want to put them out in your yard as established plants and you're going to grow from seed, then uh, you're better off uh, getting the seed now and starting them in January. I'm thinking in terms of uh, pepper plants that are good to start in January in order to set out uh, 10 weeks later or so around here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And peppers, if we're talking about peppers, I, I always have a lot more success with my pepper plants if I use a heat mat. Not everything needs that garden soil to be that warm, but I have found pepper plants do.
0: Pepper plants, uh, we, we've done many episodes of Garden Basics, of tricks to get your pepper seeds uh, to germinate a bit quicker. You can go back in our files and look for those episodes. We'll have some notes uh, in, in the show notes about some episodes where we talk about germinating pepper seeds. <laughs> You've heard me talk about the benefits of Smart Pots, the original award winning fabric container. Smart Pots are sold around the world and are proudly made 100% right here in the USA. Smart Pots is the oldest and still the best of all the fabric plant containers that you might find. Many of the imitators are selling cheaply made fabric pots that fall apart quickly. Not Smart Pots. There are satisfied smart pot owners who have been using the same smart pots for over a decade, actually approaching 20 years. When you choose smart pot fabric containers, you know you'll be having a superior growing experience with the best product on the market. And your plants will appreciate smart pots, too. Because of the one million microscopic holes in smart pots, your soil will have better drainage and the roots will be healthier. They won't be going round and round on the outside of the soil ball like you see in so many plastic pots. The air pruning qualities of Smart Pots creates more branching of the roots, filling more of the usable soil in the Smart Pot. Smart Pots are available at independent garden centers and select Ace and True Value hardware stores nationwide. To find a store near you or to buy online, visit smartpots.com/fred and don't forget that slash Fred part. On that page are details about how, for a limited time, you can get 10% off your Smart Pot order by using the coupon code FRED. Use it at checkout from the SmartPot store. Visit SmartPots.com FRED for more information about the complete line of SmartPots lightweight, colorful, award-winning fabric containers. And don't forget that special Farmer Fred 10% discount. Smart Pots, the original award-winning fabric planter. Go to smartpots.com/fred. You want to start the backyard fruit and nut orchard of your dreams, but maybe you don't know where to begin. Or maybe you're currently growing fruit and nut trees and you've got a million questions, such as what are the tastiest fruits to grow? Where can I go to buy some of these delectable fruit and nut trees you've been reading about? And then how do you care for all of these trees, including planting, pruning, and harvesting? I've got one online stop in mind for you where all these questions you might have will get answered. It's DaveWilson.com. That's Dave Wilson Nursery, the nation's largest wholesaler of fruit and nut trees for the backyard garden. They have planting tips, taste test results, and links to nurseries in your area that carry Dave Wilson fruit trees click on the home garden tab at davewilson.com for all of these links, including a link to their years of informative videos about growing fruit and nut trees that they've posted on the Dave Wilson Nursery YouTube channel. Start the backyard orchard of your dreams at davewilson.com. Let's get back to our conversation with Diane Blazik of the All-America Selections winners and find out who those winners are for 2023. Well, since we're talking peppers, let's talk about the peppers that are 2023 award winners. You've got two. You've got a cayenne pepper and a jalapeno pepper, two peppers with a little bit of heat.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So the two peppers, the cayenne is called Wildcat, and the jalapeno is called San Joaquin. So the San Joaquin is brand, brand new. So I would say in the next couple of weeks, we'll find it available from several online sources. The Wildcat is already available. The Wildcat, it's only like 500, 1500 Scovels, so it's a little bit milder. The jalapeno naturally would just be a little bit hotter. But in all cases with peppers, what our judges are looking for, first and foremost, taste and texture, very, very important. The things that the breeders are working on now is traits that make the home gardener more successful. So for example, a higher yield or more disease resistance. In the case of peppers, it would be like less cracking. Or in the case of tomato, it might be less blossom and rot. So these are the traits that the breeders are working on with these new varieties. So they want to make sure the taste is there as well as the garden performance.
0: Be easy to pick, too. And that cayenne pepper, the wildcat, uh, I noticed the judges uh, were very impressed with its size, six to eight inches long and bright red
1: when you're growing something, you know, you don't want some shrimpy little fruit on your plant, be it a tomato or pepper whatever. So yeah, this one not only will give you a large volume of peppers, but these were a larger pepper. And you say that about the easy to pick. It is very surprising and kind of a fun little thing that we see that, for example, if you want to plant this in a container or if you want to plant it, I mean, this one probably would be too big for a hanging basket, but there are some that you can plant in hanging baskets. And they have bred them to kind of spill over the sides so again it's easier to harvest how many times this happened to me last year i had some shishito peppers and i went to harvest them well because they're the same color as the plant they were stuck inside and i would miss a few and go out a few days later and i had to have one like the size of a cucumber or something (laughs) so yeah making it easier to harvest and knowing when to harvest is another thing that the breeders are working on and
0: you point out, you know, peppers uh, do last a long time on the plant and uh, many of them will uh, turn color, too, as they age.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. In in both cases for these peppers, they will turn red. Some of them might turn red sooner than others. But yeah, that's that's another trait on these two peppers.
0: Well, since you mentioned the shishito pepper, I've, I've always been intrigued by that pepper. Is that a former AAS winner?
1: No, that is okay For any breeders listening, I want a shishito pepper in our roundup. So we would love to get a shishito in our trials. All
0: right. To me, it's like playing Russian roulette with peppers, because with a shishito, I've noticed on my plants, you can pick 10 of them and nine of them will be mild, but one will have heat.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny you say that. We actually have a pepper called roulette. It's not a shishito. It's a habanero. But it has been bred to have no heat. So that's kind of unusual when you're talking about a habanero. Um, and that's one of the fun things that the breeders are working on, too, is, hey, you know, we have this pepper that has this amazing flavor, but it's too much heat for a lot of people. So, yeah, funny enough that you use the terminology roulette and we have a winning pepper that is called roulette.
0: I just hope you don't. You're not taking too big of a chance.
1: Right. <laughs> and I got
0: to say say that uh, the uh, jalapeno pepper that won the 2023 AAS winner, the San Joaquin, piqued my interest because, well, San Joaquin is the county just south of me. So I figured, well, it must be a California bred pepper. And it certainly is. It came from uh, Bejo Seeds, which I believe is a, is a seeds uh, down in uh, the Pismo Beach area along the central coast of California. Yes,
1: yes. It, it's actually a Dutch company. Company, but their U.S. presence is down there around Pismo Beach. Yeah.
0: Which, by the way, if you want to move to California and, and grow the widest variety of plants possible, you want to move to the Central Coast area of California, one of the inland valleys near the Central Coast, because uh, their climate is perfect for uh, growing just about anything. And I think there are many, many trial gardens in that area as well.
1: Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, we've we've traveled through there, obviously for the flower trials, but also for the vegetable trials. And, you know, they have that nice morning fog that kind of keeps things cool and then, then it will get warm. So yeah, it, they are able to grow a huge variety of uh, types of plants down there.
0: All right, let's uh, back up a step uh, as far as uh, the, the award winners go. And let's talk about uh, the Leucanthemum uh, Carpet Angel, which is a, a ground cover.
1: Right. Yeah, we can't miss this one. So it's perfect. And I love that this is audio only. So we get an opportunity to really define the look of this plant. And to me, the name describes it perfectly. So carpet means that it forms a ground cover. Angel, when you think of angel, you think Aries white, fluttery. That is exactly what these flowers look like. So they're a double flower. So they have the petals that will kind of droop down, maybe think of wings. And then you've got this in a second flower, an inner petal. So it does have a yellow center with these little fluffy petals around that yellow center. So it just makes a really nice fluttery, frilly ground cover. And this too was in our perennial trial It's hardy to, from zones four to 10, very similar to the echinacea that we talked about. But yeah, this leucanthemum, which overall it feels as though leucanthemums are really making a comeback and the breeders are working on some unique traits among the leucanthemum, being a ground cover, that's one of the main traits that the judges were impressed with here.
0: Yeah, when we say leucanthemum, too, uh, a lot of people would know it as the Shasta Daisy. And I think this flower of the carpet angel, when I first glanced at it, I almost thought it was a a spider chrysanthemum.
1: Yeah, you're right. It does have that look with with the long drooping petals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was amazed that this is the first ever ground cover Shasta Daisy, as well as the first ever uh, winner from this breeder.
1: Yeah, I know. Isn't that fun? And this, too, is a breeder from down uh, in the Lompoc area.
0: Okay, another, uh, again, <laughs> Central California Coastal Valley that uh, has uh, not only uh, wonderful gardens, but also uh, wonderful wineries as well. Yeah, the Leucanthemum uh, Shasta daisy as a ground cover. Just uh, around here, those ground covers just bloom and bloom and bloom, and I'm sure this one is no different.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And, and each plant, it, it'll get up to like like... like 20 inches wide. So that's that's a pretty decent spread on a leucanthemum.
0: Right. I would think, too, that it would bloom more if you deadhead it a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. By the way, you mentioned that you're glad this is audio only. And I agree (laughs) for many reasons. But also in this week's Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter, we'll take a deeper dive into these AAS winners and we'll have pictures of all of 11 of the 2023 AAS winners in this week's Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter. So you can see what they look like. In fact, if you subscribe and uh, you're listening to this, you could open it up and follow along as we uh, talk about them.
1: Perfect. Thank you for providing those photos. That will add another element.
0: Thank you for providing the photos.
1: And we have to thank our breeders for providing the photos, So it's just a lot of thanks all the way around.
0: All right. OK, a popular plant here, especially in gardens that are trying to conserve water, are salvias. And salvias just have dramatic flowers. They can be a bit thuggish, though. Some of them can get five or six feet tall. And yes, they do bloom like crazy, but they can also just take over a garden. And you have a 2023 Salvia Award winner that, uh, shall we say, is more polite.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit more polite, Um, not going to be the thug, so it's a little bit more compact. The great thing is, you know, for a new planting or new new season of growth, it's going to be blooming earlier. There were some trial sites that were seeing it about two weeks earlier than the comparisons. So that was a great thing. The gorgeous purpley blue was another good thing winter hardiness, heat tolerance. It's just all around a really, really good salvia. And I love the name too. It's called Blue Bayou. Not Bayou as in New Orleans Bayou, but B-Y, capital Y-O-U.
0: Yeah. Or if you're musically inclined, it's not the song by Roy Orbison or Linda Ronstadt. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Blue by (laughs) you. If you
1: want to associate the two, that's totally fine.
0: (laughs) Right. So but it's a salvia and it does have those uh, beautiful dark blue, purple like uh, straight up growing flowers.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, some of those flowers can get to be like 10 to 12 inches in length. So total plant height, that's that's half the total plant height. So you're getting a lot of color on this plant.
0: And if you want to attract hummingbirds to your garden, salvias are a great choice.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right. I noticed that in the description, it says it's not favored by deer or rabbits. Has that been tested?
1: that's what the judges were saying is that they would see you know okay well they're gonna go eat this and they're gonna go eat this but they avoided it but like anything if salvia is the only thing in your yard and you have a lot of deer they might eat it but if there's other things in your yard which hopefully everybody is doing a very diverse um, ecosystem in their yard then the salvia will not be the first thing that they nibble on
0: yeah you put it deeper into the garden and on the uh, outskirts you put out a trap crop for the deer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All
0: right. So it's salvia blue bayou. And this is another plant that will be available as a plant, not seed.
1: Yes, exactly. It is not from seed. It is vegetatively propagated. So it is something that you'll find in local garden centers and online, but it will definitely be as plants, not as seed.
0: All right, another 2023 award winner is a Snapdragon called Double Shot Orange Bicolor, and it is really a nice bright reddish orange color.
1: Yes, isn't it, though? I love the name Double Shot, and the bicolor part is the variation. It's got like a white throat on the outside for this orange bicolor, but it's a really nice, it's part of a series. We trialed the orange, and it's a orangish red, so I don't want people thinking that it's a orange, 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 but it's an orangish red. And the fact that these are double flowers just gives it way more of a punch in the garden. You know, it's something that's going to be kind of a head turner instead of Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's fine. This is going to be something different.
0: Yeah. And it is a national winter. And uh, here in the West, we think of snapdragons as a a cool season annual for your garden. But in uh, cooler parts of the country, you could grow them in the summertime.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. I think of them as it's like a late spring and summer plant, but um, it's, that's a great thing is it's a Snapdragon. So everybody has their favorite times of year to grow them. And this one will just be a really strong performer. It's not going to flop over, even though it has that many flowers and they're double flowered. The stems are very sturdy and it's not going to be overly tall. So something really good for both containers and in ground.
0: Yeah. What about 18 to 20 inches tall and the flower? is yeah. about, what, two inches wide or so?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: All right. Is this plant from uh, seed or do you, is it only by plant?
1: No, this one is from seed. So it um, and this is another one we just announced a couple weeks ago. So I would say probably by January, you're going to be able to find some sources, some online sources that we'll have links to on our website.
0: And again, that website is all-americaselections.org. dash We'll have a link. Uh, to that in the show notes, by the way. Okay, now we come to a vegetable that I'm uh, curious to try myself because we had a recipe a few weeks ago for a, a pumpkin soup recipe. And the trick I found out with making a pumpkin soup is you need other winter squash varieties in there, not just pumpkin. And kabocha is one of those winter squashes that is highly recommended for pumpkin soup recipes. And you have a kabocha squash that is a 2023. 3 award winner
1: Yes, it's called Sweet Jade, and it's interesting you say that because we have heard a lot of people say that they will just grow and substitute a kabocha or a butternut squash instead of pumpkin because a lot of the pumpkins that you're going to buy are probably bred for jack-o'-lantern uses or carving, not necessarily for the flesh. If you really want to have that good old flavor of kind of a sweet, nutty, creamy, fleshed whatever it is that you're using, baking pie, pumpkin, uh, bread, then one of these winter squashes would be great. So this sweet jade was one. It's a little bit smaller. That's another trait that we see with the breeders when they're breeding vegetables is they call them personal size produce. But think of like the miniature peppers that you see in the supermarkets. This falls into that category so that you're not Getting the squash that if it's two of you at home uh, fixing the squash, you're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have to eat squash for days. So you get the personal size produce with this uh, sweet jade. Yeah,
0: it's nice to have a squash around that doesn't uh, grow crazy when you're not looking, and this one gets what about one to two pounds.
1: Yeah, exactly. And let's describe it a little bit. It is a round. Shape squash. So if you've got one of these squash recipes or pumpkin recipes for a soup, you could use this, carve it out, take out the seeds, cut off the top, bake it, and then use it as a soup bowl for your pumpkin or squash soup. So kind of a multi-purpose product.
0: Yeah, I noticed that uh, among the judges' comments about this particular squash variety, that it does have a nice internal color. And it, if one judge said it has incredible taste. It doesn't even need butter or salt.
1: That's good. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's make it super healthy. No butter, no salt. But, you know, you brought up something that um, we should talk about is every single one of our AAS sweaters from, say, the past 10 years or so has comments from the judges. So obviously we use the comments in our descriptions. It's almost like a testimonial. If you click on the little green box that says judges observations, those are literally the quotes that came in from our judges that help us determine whether or not it should be an AAS winner.
0: And of course, no year of AAS winners would be complete without a tomato winner. The AAS winners are famous for all the tomatoes that uh, have won uh, over the uh, last 90 years or so. And the latest one is spelled a little funny. It's Zenzi or Zenzai, Z-E-N-Z-E-I.
1: Right. Yeah. We've been pronouncing it Zenzai. We haven't been told that we're wrong yet. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You have tomatoes from A to Z. So now we definitely have a Z one. And this one is great because it's a Roma tomato. And I think I had mentioned earlier that one of the things or a couple of the things that the breeders are working on is disease resistance, maybe earlier or shorter maturity, maybe it won't have blossom and rot. So all of those things are characteristic of this Zenzai. So it's a nice big Roma. In fact, we have the picture on our website. It's it's a female's hand. So, you know, it's probably what, about a four inch long tomato. But again, the key thing is better garden performance It makes it easier for the home gardener to be more successful.
0: And being aroma tomato, then it would be great for canning. Is this a determinate tomato?
1: No, these are indeterminate. They're kind of bushy, but they are indeterminate plants.
0: It does get rather tall, though. You say bushy, but it can get six feet tall, so it will need caging.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't be like um, this particular gardener when I first started and I didn't realize what indeterminate meant. And I kind of ignored the advice about having strong stakes or cages. So yeah, anytime you look at an indeterminate toma- uh, tomato, always look to see what the plant height will be and pay attention. If not, you're just going to have kind of a woody, viny mess on your hands, and it's going to be hard to harvest.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Get them to grow up, not spreading throughout your garden. And uh, by the way, if you're wondering, indeterminate means it will produce tomatoes throughout the growing season. A determinate variety is perfect for canning because the majority of fruit will ripen at about the same time. So you can grab 20 pounds really quick for canning purposes. Yeah. And finally, we come to a watermelon called Ruby Firm F1. And this looks uh, almost like a personal size watermelon.
1: Yeah. So that that characteristic comes up again is, um, you know, these huge icebox melons that we probably all grew up with. You know, Fourth of July, we have a a melon that uh, serves 20 people. Well, now we've got the smaller watermelon. So this is another one that we have as an AES winner, and it's called Ruby Firm, which again, the the description really defines what this is. It's a ruby red colored flesh, firm flesh, you know, it's not going to be mushy, which who wants a mushy watermelon? But this one is really good for the West. It's a regional winner in both the Mountain Southwest and then the west, West Northwest. So everything West of the Rockies, this would be a great watermelon.
0: All right, again, that watermelon name, is Ruby Firm F1. It does best, of course, in full sun and uh, you grow it in the summertime and you get what, about two or three uh, fruits per plant?
1: Yeah, exactly. It, now, this watermelon, you do have to give it to some room. It will have some long vines, probably 10 to 12 feet, but you're going to get several fruits off of each plant. Yeah, it's well worth the space, put it that way.
0: Right. And the judges love the flavor of it. Uh, they, they say it is quite good. It's uh, very tasty and, uh, and with an excellent texture.
1: And fewer seeds. So we're not saying it's seedless. You know, seedless when you're growing, um, those are, are a little finicky to grow in the garden, especially to get them started. But this one has fewer seeds than a typical watermelon and great disease resistance.
0: And so when this one becomes available, the Ruby Firm, it will be available from seed?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: And don't forget, we'll have uh, pictures and more descriptions about the 2023 All-America Selections winners in this Friday's, the current edition of the Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter where you can see what they look like. And also there will be links and uh, more comments about them as well. That again will be in the Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter. Diane, the AAS winner, besides having the website all-americaselections.org or all-americaselections.org, all also has a lot of social media outlets.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's very easy to follow us. You would just search for AAS Winners or AAS Garden Winners. There's links on the website that you mentioned. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. We're on the most popular social media site. So it's a fun way to be updated on what else is coming out and what else is new and how to use the AAS Winners.
0: And probably more about the availability as the uh, winter goes on.
1: Exactly. Yes, we do add that in.
0: Diane Blazek, executive director of the National Garden Bureau and the All-America Selections winners. Diane, thanks for uh, getting us into 2023 in our garden.
1: Well, thank you. And we look forward to seeing what is produced in next year's gardens. It's going to be wonderful.
0: The Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast comes out once a week on Fridays. Plus, the newsletter podcast that comes with the Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter continues, and that will also be released on Fridays. Both are free, and they're brought to you by Smart Pots and Dave Wilson Nursery. The Garden Basics podcast is available wherever podcasts are handed out, and that includes our homepage, GardenBasics.net. And that's where you can also sign up for the Beyond the Garden Basics newsletter and podcast. That's Garden. Bas- net, or you can use the links in today's show notes. And thank you so much for listening.